Welcome to Dragon Talk! This is the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Da-na-na-na. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Greg. We are here to talk about an amazing thing, which is Welcome to Dragon Talk. It's a musical book. Oh, boy. It's a <laughs> musical book about a podcast, about a game, about musicals, oh my about gosh. art jokes. What if we did that? What if we did a a musical about our book? Can we sell the musical rights for that? Yes, let's do it. All right. Who wants them? That's the the highest bidder. Bids are now open. Yep, 150 gold pieces sold. (laughs) (laughs) Two bids, four. I love it. Love it. Well, glad to see that your voice is still intact. It is because I... Recorded one day of the reading out loud of Welcome to Dragon Talk. Shelly did two in a row. I did. I did. And, oh, it was it was hard. It <laughs> there was, was hard? Like a, there was a time when I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. But I did. I just, I'm like, be grateful. God damn it. This is exciting. And it is. And it was. And it was really fun. And I loved Lisa, who was our producer, our engineer. Our, yeah. All of the above, uh, and her awesome dog Hazel, and her beautiful house that her studio's in, and I love that she. Okay, she knows so, like every word that's ever <laughs> been spoken because she was like, "Nope, that's not how you pronounce it," and she could tell if I said an "uh" or a "the" instead, or like a small little change in the sentence. She was like, um, "Do you want to say the instead of uh? It's up to you." I'm like, "No, I want to." Do it correctly. I know. I know. <laughs> she was so great. I loved I her. loved being able to be like, wait, who wrote this sentence? This makes no sense. Oh, like, I had oh, wait, several that like me. that. I'm like, oh, this is a bad sentence. It's hard to say out loud. <laughs> it made sense when you read it. And then even when you get the cadence right, it can still make sense. But it is, it's hard yeah. to, as, uh, you know, we, uh, we come up with what we're saying here on this podcast extemporaneously. Right. Was that one of your words? Did you have to say that? I wouldn't even try. Um, but it's interesting having the the actual text out in front of us and st- and then having to be like, how would you say this in order for it to make sense? And it, it sometimes it took me like three or four times before I, I got yeah, it. Yeah, it was weird. And yeah. she was laughing because I showed up with like printouts of like all the words that I knew were going to trip me up because I... I read it first. I'm like, ooh, I don't, I don't know how to say that word. Like uh, T-I-T-U-L-A-R. Titular. I didn't know that. <laughs> what about, T- and titular? especially titular. the word specially, especially. Oh, yeah. So apparently I say, maybe some of you listeners are going to be like, oh, uh-huh, we know. Especially, not mm. especially. But now I say it correctly after... I don't know. It showed up maybe 15 times in the book. <laughs> That's one of those words you use, especially a lot. Uh, uh, but she um, she didn't obviously know anything about D&D at all until she – and she was kind of delighted by our book, she said. Aww. She was like, I really appreciate how you guys were able to write in such a conversational – way and like it really just felt like you were just like telling stories i'm like that's what dandy is it is telling stories and then <laughs> our book is telling stories about telling stories about dandy yeah <laughs> i did bring her a, a starter set yesterday Ooh. i'm like it's just in case you've become inspired after hearing all these stories that she was very touched she was you like you can't give up your day job you're still always selling <laughs> 
<laughs> always be no. selling. Always be selling. You never know. And Coffee she, is for closers. <laughs> yes. But anyway, fun times, fun times. So if you are the type of person who enjoys an audiobook, just there's an option for you too. Out That's there. right. We have uh, seen copies of Welcome to Dragon Talk out in the wild. It is out there if you can pre order it from the University of Iowa Press website or from an online bookseller. There's a bunch out there. We love bookshop.com as well as, you know, maybe just going into your local bookstore and saying, yeah. hey, this is an awesome book. Maybe you can order one for me, but maybe it's a few others for other for folks in your gift. community. For a gift. Because it is Bring about it. community. Um, yeah, if you go to, to bookshop.org, they will, you can plug in your local indie and you'll actually get the book from them. So it does support your local indie that way. And you never even have to leave your house. So do that. Do that. Great stuff. We have got a great interview for you coming up with an amazing game designer and dungeon master, as well as performer, uh, Austin Taylor. Let's, uh, let's get him on the horn. Let's do it. Everyone, let's welcome Austin Taylor to Dragon Talk! Yay! Austin! Woohoo! Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Austin, game designer, writer, performer, and friend. That's that's the intro I usually do, or outro, depending on when I get asked to do it. That's the that's the line. My friends I will like say it, it to me when they're Aww. like do the do the line, Austin. Um, well, well, do actually do the line, Austin. I didn't mean to steal your thunder, and you probably say oh, it no. better than. No, you're fi- yeah. Hi, my name is Austin Taylor, uh, also known as Sailor Scout Austin. My pronouns are he, they, she. Uh, I am a game designer, writer, performer, and friend. Oh, you do say it better. That is, yeah, right. <laughs> it's you very practiced. It is very rote. It is. It's. Uh, I think one of my friends like said it in unison once. It's like timed. It's really weird how brains do that. Brains are weird. Oh, totally. When we yeah. do Thanks our for socials, yeah, we're excited. Um. So yeah, we. Uh, there's so many topics we can open up here because that mm-hmm. is a list of you know wonderful, amazing things. But uh, I want to know about the friend. Part I, of your, I kind of do too. <laughs> sure, I'm a game friend, so I love games. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know. I just play. I don't play. No, I play a lot of games still. So I had a record going mm. pre pre lockdown times. I played in at least three Dungeons and Dragons games weekly. For about two years straight. Whoa! And for four, four years straight, I played in at least one a week. That is a lot. It took it took a global pandemic (laughs) to break the streak. Um, and those were all in person. Those were those were all in person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Uh, I was. I did not. I was doing a little bit of like online stuff uh but none of it was like 5e it was all uh like more indie systems like theater of the mind stuff where i didn't worry about like maps because i like to play i like to play people who need the map i'm like i need to know how far i am for my shenanigans because i'm gonna be (laughs) shenaniganizing shenaniganizing yeah yeah but tabletop games board games card games video games i'm I like playing games. I used to teach games to kids. 
Uh, it's me and games are like this. This is an audio medium, but to to you two, you can you're connected. We get it. I'm yeah. doing the finger the finger cross thing. Everybody, I love that, and I love too that that means that you're the type of person who's like, hey, you want to play a game? And the answer yep. is just invariably yes. Yeah, right. The answer and is always teach. yes. Yeah. Um, Sometimes <laughs> the answer is how long because <laughs> adult schedule in life, right? But right. Yeah. Typically, the answer is yes. Dot, dot, yes, comma, wait, how long is it? Let me go make sure my partner didn't have something you're doing tonight. Probably mm-hmm. yes. I'll get right back to you. She's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I make the that. schedule. I'm terrible right. time and I, dates. I'm also making plans for playing board games this weekend, and it's like, well, I have to check. Got to find yeah. out from the partner whether that's all right. Yeah, Twilight I, Imperium is very different than... <laughs> Dungeon Mayhem. Yeah. Play Dungeon Mayhem, right, exactly. <laughs> Um, so these games, when you were doing the three a week, was mm-hmm. there a lot of crossover, like the same people, or were these all fresh new people? Because I'm sure people listening might be like, how does he know this many people who played D&D? Yeah. <laughs> Not fair. So one game, I two of the games had crossover. The okay. One of the game was like, no one besides me because I ran it. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so I ran a game for like... Uh, found family people um, in person. And then I played in a game on, su- yes, Sunday. And then the, some of the Sunday people, we played in a different game on Wednesdays in person, I want to say. Um, so you were the linchpin between all of these. There was there was not that much crossover. <laughs> no, yeah, I was I was the one who was like, "You want to play D anD D?" That was it was me. It was, so you were Will from Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get Will. I, I got it. I I was right there with him. Like, can we play? No, I get it, man. I agree. <laughs> this is like a lot, and you know what could help you decompress playing some D anD D. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so you're a game designer on top of that too. So were you designing yes. stuff for your game that you were DMing? Is that where that Ye- came about? Yeah, that's kind of the first time I started doing design. It's weird to think of homebrew design work. Anyone listening, your homebrew design work. Uh, totally. If you want to be a game designer, quote unquote, and put on a business card, you literally couldn't show off your homebrew, throw it up on DMs Guild and sell it. Uh, it counts. Um, Agreed. But that is like the first time I like design stuff was actually my home game that still is going to this day. I started with my um, wedding party with my grooms people because I no had way. like <laughs> two of the friends were my weird art friends. Um, and I didn't go to art school, but they did. I like I hung out in the art building with them until 3 a.m. when they painted like esoteric stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then my other two friends were from my um, major. I was a psychology major. And so they didn't know each other at all. Like, they knew me. And it was, like, two very different, like, parts of my life. But I wanted these four people to be in my wedding. But I'm like, they don't know each other at all. We do, like, those weddings stuff together. We do, like, hang out. And I was like, I want them to, like, know each other. I want the person they meet to be, like, at a, like, rental shop getting fitted for our suits. Like, that'll be right. weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's so better way like, to oh. bond? Yeah, so right. play, I was I had just gotten done listening to No, not done. I'd started listening to the Adventure Zone. Mm. I had played DD. I had never run it. I played DD um 
actually with one of the grooms people, like they like convinced me to start playing. I had a I had a bad introduction to the hobby, I feel like, which there's a lot of people have those horror stories of like the first time they played somebody was like terrible. Ugh, um yeah. so they convinced me to come back and try it. Loved it. I was like, I want to play more. And then I was it's always like, well, who's gonna run it? Right. <laughs> I feel like everybody wants to play. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I'll run it and I'll run it for these grooms people and then we'll like we'll we'll bond that way. Um and that was five years ago. I just said I was bad at math. So that was no <laughs> a game designer. No, was bad five at years math. was when I got married. So it was like six and a half years ago. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Um and we we're still going. Oh that's uh amazing. we've added a few people because a few of the grooms people moved. Um yeah. and the before digital play was so common. Um, we just kept playing in person. Some of them moved, added some party members. Um, but three three out of four of the core group are still in the party. They are level 14 now. Um, Wait, oh, it's been the same campaign for those mm-hmm. six and a half years? Wow. wow that's great. Uh, with some starts and stops, I mean, between lockdown and oh, totally. life, I moved. We, so lots of... Lots of starts is, and stops. This is still your homebrew world that you're talking about. Still homebrew world for so. Six, what, tell us about it. What's yeah. what's what's the oh, uh, geez. what's the yeah? I know that that's a, a big question, but yeah, what's the <laughs> what's the core difference or what you know what, what what would you what's the elevator pitch for it? The elevator pitch for it is okay. First of all, if you're in my players, stop listening right now. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers ahead. Take off your headphones. Take off your headphones. Go away. To stop the recording, uh, text me that you got to the point where I said stop listening, and I'll text you the timestamp to start again. <laughs> um, but the elevator pitch is what if there was a world stuck in a time loop, but no mm. one knew. Mm. So my world has been like, it is like the year, like, I think it's like the year like 1000 or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this the I call my gods like by like their title. So the um the like so chaos is trying to drive the world like into their graphs. Like they want it to be like how things were in like the primordial ooze. So, like that's the the state of things. Mm-hmm. And the closest they've gotten is it's stuck in this time loop. But people that are long lived like ha- like there's a chance for them to realize something's going on. So one of my party members um, is an elf and they have like these tidbits I took from their backstory that I keep throwing in of them. I'm like, they're like, Oh yeah, I have a, I'm like, you know, I give people dream roles where they can describe a dream. Oh, that's uh, cool. I always love and that. one time they're like, Oh, yeah. I'm on like a weird metal, like a metal horse thing, like a motorcycle, but I know it's fake. And I'm like, no, you you remember that something of that happened. And no one picked up on it. That I was like, yeah, there used to be motorcycles and cars and houses. And everyone just kind of glanced over it. But it's this idea of like when the world gets to a certain point, it gets reset. Ah. Um, and so the party is currently traversing through Avernus to rescue an angel. Who uh. could? Who's like? Who it can be their quest giver to let them know? Like, hey, sh- I didn't ask. Can I swear? <laughs> I almost swore, and that's what I can swear. You can swear a little bit, but no, yeah, generally uh, we'll bleep it out. Who can let them know? Like, hey, like stuff is 
not right because I've been trapped here in the nine hells for like like two thousand years, but everything is still the same, and that that doesn't add oh. up, right? They're like, hey, you're five hundred. There's been no te- technological advances. Isn't that weird to you? Uh, so that's that. the that's the like pitch is like, can they save the world before it gets reset again? Wow. And just kind of like wipe everything. And then it's also easy son to keep track of time. Because my timelines are all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so they do your your player characters aren't sure of this time loop yet? They've they have figured out the time is broken. Okay. It was actually a really cool moment. We were playing and the wizard was doing research in like my great halls of lore library area. Yeah. Um and they're cross-referencing like dates and times because they had they had a suspicion something was weird, uh, and I was you know they're crossing dates and times and like this doesn't add up that doesn't add up, and it actually and the power went out in real at, life in real life <laughs> as I was building because they rolled wow. like re- they rolled uh I just forgot like not research uh investigation, investigation. they got like a thirty two. Whoa. Oh, what? They like they like crit and they got a they have a plus twelve, so they got a thirty-two. Damn. And I was doing this cool build up, you know, of like, you know, you cross from dates and times, and you're like, that doesn't add up, and that doesn't add up. And I was like, you realize something, time is not working properly. And as I said that, the power went out in my house, and all that was lit, left were the candles I lit for like wow. ambiance. Oh, uh, and I was like, so cool. I couldn't plan that better if I tried, but it does. Like my power is on my phone is a 10%. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but it was, it was a really cool moment. Um, so they know time is broken. They don't know how or why they have a lot of theories. None of them are right, but they all, all very interesting. They all think it's someone like there's a person in the party who for a long time, uh, my goddess of death kept resurrecting every time they died mm. in their backstory and they couldn't figure out why and they're like i broke time and i'm like oh honey boo-boo child no we're not doing that <laughs> oh. we're, we're not doing a main character in the party i don't want to do that i don't want someone to be more important than everyone else you're you're all just people who happen to be here <laughs> yeah. that's um, interesting though i love all of that i love the fact that it's been six and a half years of relatively weekly sessions and then yeah. they're just now figuring it out. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. <laughs> uh it's been a fun time. They've they've done a lot of good, but it's I've also been pushing towards like there's been this theme of different world leaders being like how many times can the world end? Because they stopped like three world ending events. Mm-hmm. And that's also meant to be pointing towards like this being of like chaos and destruction is like in the background pushing the world towards that interesting well it's three so three events they've stopped they've near. stopped three world ending events they're wow. on their fourth one with this like angel trapped in in avernus situation uh amazing and if those events had occurred would that have been a time reset yeah that's the when oh. the world ends is a reset and so they've stopped it a few times and so this being is getting like Really <laughs> they're like it's it's getting to a point of like Thanos fine I'll go do it myself if they keep stopping them that's so cool and then of course they're 14th level so like you're starting to be able to get at those yeah it's it's fun to abilities. throw big stuff I uh something I really saw I bought that big old Tiamat statue 
Yeah, I got it over there. Uh, and I really want to use it. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like she'd fit pretty well into your campaign. <laughs> I really want to use it. It's so cool. She's um, there on Avernus. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's right here next to me. And I'm like, soon. <laughs> soon. My lady. <laughs> my lady, you, your time will come. <laughs> Uh, that will be. Do your players know that you have that big Tiamat? <laughs> no, they don't. Okay, okay. Right. It's, it's up here in my office. It's not been the only time I was downstairs was when like people weren't over. It was like downstairs when I got it, because um, the box is huge. I'm gonna snap it together. It almost didn't fit up my staircase. What? <laughs> I is had that to, big? Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> my house is. 130 years old so like yeah it doesn't help it's an old house they, did, but they didn't have big tiamat minis back no then. <laughs> it's wingspan it's wingspan is easily like a toddler oh <laughs> it's like my. a toddler size it really is so i had to turn it side because like it couldn't go up with the wings so i had to turn it sideways so it's poking me in the face oh what a great reveal amazing. though yeah i I can't wait to be like one second and go upstairs. <laughs> I was just thinking of you like, hang on, guys. And then going up the stairs and like, oh, like trying to get her back yeah. down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> what is Austin doing up there? <laughs> hang on, hang on. I almost got her. Yeah. <laughs> I, also, I also really love the DM tip that you just kind of subtly dropped in there a few minutes ago when you were like, uh, if someone asked me, be like, all right, here's what you got to do. When you reach a really climactic moment in your campaign, Make sure the power company knows and they turn <laughs> off the, the, the power yeah. right when you need it to happen. The it's D&D really cool. Gods are <laughs> if you have a if you have like a wicked setup and can like remotely turn off your power breaker or something with a smart plug, I don't do it. Do it. Just do it. Yeah, especially down. if you're yeah. playing like Ravenloft or something. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. If you yeah. got smart bulbs or something. Oh man, I wish I had smart mm, bulbs. Yes. Alexa, turn off the lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've did totally... I set off your Alexa, Greg? No, luckily it's on the in the in Oh, the that's thing. right. Had to <laughs> Alexa. Uh, oh, uh, that's me. I've oh. oh yeah. See again another thing for audio. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, right. Sorry, Greg I'm, just, I'm controlling. Greg just turned off his lights and it looked really cool. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, I get it. I do it all the time on my podcast where I'm like, I like do something else. Like, this is an audio medium, so you don't, this is, sorry. This is Use your theater <laughs> of the mind skills yeah. here. Exactly. You're d and players. Head. You know how to do this. <laughs> uh, I, I really like the concept of toying with time in, mm-hmm. in stories. So, this sounds very cool. It's a uh, it's a really fun thing to do. I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it of like thinking of that and then thinking of like, okay, why I was like, time doesn't work because I am bad at thinking of like it's I'm bad at on the fly like timeline stuff. Like when did this happen? I'm like, oh, a hundred years ago. Uh, right. how, what's the oldest person in the party? Uh three hundred years ago. You weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't there. You wouldn't know. I think you wouldn't know. That, you weren't there. You weren't there. FOMO. It was. <laughs> um, these are also, that is a great D&D tip, DM or player, is like incorporate some of your real life flaws maybe into your character. <laughs> like I have a terrible yeah. memory. I don't remember what happened last week in our game. So why not make a player that like has short term memory issue? It, it was mm-hmm. taken. It was taken by, I don't know. 
make a backstory mm. out of it. Yeah, like a yeah. mind flare is like taking my mind flare is taking my memory. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm legitimately asking party members where where are we again? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. But obviously, uh, you this is your home game, but you have a lot of experience mm-hmm. also uh, performing for, for live stream games where yes. you can't do as much of those, uh, wait, what What happened? Uh, <laughs> because there's yes, a visual can. record if of it. If it's part of your character, yeah. you can. You can, it's true. I've, I have gotten away with it for two characters now. No one has caught me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what's it been like playing on uh, like uh, Transplanter and then you know uh, Strix U, which we've we've loved hearing about? It's been very rewarding. Um, both of those shows and all the shows, all if it was all the shows I've been on have been great. I've not had a bad experience. If I did, I would have told you. I don't. I don't sugarcoat <laughs> stuff. I would tell you to your face if I've had a bad experience on a show I've been on. But Transplanter and Strix U specifically have just been very like fun it's very fun dnd it's the kind of stuff that like it's it feels like a home game almost mm. even though it's over it's over video chat and i'm not with the people in person it has the same feeling and electricity of like being in a home game it doesn't feel as much as like being on you know um and i don't mind feeling like i'm on and have to like put on a show for people and that's i'm more so doing that than like having a good time but i enjoy that both of those shows, I get to like have a good time, and both those shows feel like family. Uh, oh, sweet. Both those yeah. shows, when I got asked, I was over the moon. Uh, I remember, I still remember the message I got from Connie, who Connie Chang, who's the DM for Transplaner, asking me to be on the show. I still remember the message from Alexi, uh, yeah, Alexi, Black Girl Mage, who. I just forgot Lexi's last name. It's fine. <laughs> me to be on It's our handle. That's what's more important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember Connie's because it's their handle because it's by Connie Chang. Uh, yeah. But yeah, both of those like have just been incredible stories to tell. I'm so excited to be a part of them. Transplaner is in its second to last arc. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Trixie has a few more episodes for this season. And... We are gearing towards telling more stories together, um, but I've I've enjoyed both of them. That's so great, yeah. And so yeah, we've talked to both uh, uh, Connie and Alexi, um, but we have not talked to anybody behind uh, uh, Mind and the Marty. What can you tell us about that one? Oh yeah, that's over on Friends Who Roll Dice. Um, that is that's on Mondays. That one has been. I got added as I was a guest. Um. I was supposed to be a guest for one month and the month ended and I said, jokes on you. I'm staying. I refuse to, <laughs> you didn't kick me out of this discord. What if I just show up next week? You can't stop me. Uh, <laughs> Does that work? It works. No, that's I, a I'm, good tactic. <laughs> what if I don't, what if I keep showing up? Uh, no one said no. It's been, I don't know, that one, it is a lot of fun because in, tricks you and transplanter play more like laid back characters who are like i'm they're like i'll just i'm just here um it's because i started mind and martyr first mind and martyr i played naui who is like now almost dies a lot and it's okay because she always gets back up and by what by that i mean there are some great clerics <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, do, or working overtime working overtime for this girl uh huh. 
but no she's super fun to play uh i my pitch was like i want to be princess mononoke but like sort of dragon themed um and so it's been a lot of fun i think my favorite thing my favorite my through line for all my characters is they're tall oh i can't i can't so I'm I am tall. I'm told I don't feel that tall because uh, everyone in Michigan is six feet tall. My, par- my <laughs> I, partner I is like that. like five ten. Um, so I forget I forget that I am above the average height often because many people in the Midwest are just above the average height. I don't know why. Interesting. And so most of my characters are around my height, and they're like, "Oh, you're tall," and I'm like, "Oh, is that tall?" <laughs> I thought I didn't think I was that. How tall are you? And they're like, oh, I'm like five. And I'm like, oh, that's short. And they're like, no, that's average. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if Mind and Martyr is over on the French Rule Dice channel, it's the, it was their flagship 5e show. I think it was their first show. Um, I don't know. I wasn't there at the start of the channel. Um, but no, that one, that one, we have a lot of fun. We finally got a party name. Our party name is the Hinge Blasters. The Hinge, hinge Blasters? Hinge Blasters? So you yes. blast the hinges off doors so that you don't have <laughs> to awesome. pick locks? <laughs> yeah. All right. That is, it came up as like a joke, like many good party names. Like most do. do. Yeah. 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 And we just kept saying Hinge Blaster. And I was like, one, we had to stop saying it because this sounds like something else. Two, <laughs> <laughs> two that is absolutely a party name now. Uh Totally. So no more door puzzles for us. <laughs> we'll just blast off those hinges. Which, each time. Oh, listen, I the door is locked. I am not checking. I am kicking it down. You better reinforce all your doors, DM. <laughs> yep. Let that be a lesson. I have well, a giant wolf. We are going through the door. I didn't. I didn't ask if it was locked. I said I'm going through the door. Nice. Well, I want to apologize just because I said mind and the Marty because we have an R R left off at the end. And then also that's the first time I realized that Marty and Martyr, there's just one word. That's Yeah, I can't spell. One letter difference. (laughs) Yeah. Now, because I think it was like a Marty McFly type of reference. Uh, But now I'm like, oh, mind and the Martyr. That makes so much more sense. No, mind. It it, it says Marty on the. the (laughs) I know. I know. There you go. Hey, listen. Guess what? I type that. That's what me. I can't spell. Nope, I, I, yeah. Both sound very cool. <laughs> Marty and Marker. <laughs> Every time I'm asked to spell something, I'm like, and this is why I adore my editors. Cause I do. Oh, I just, they're the best. I, I let the vision flow through me. And then they're like, Austin, you smelled 50 words. And I'm like, I'm sure I did. <laughs> I, I am sure you're not wrong. And there's probably more than 50, actually. You're being yeah. kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. They for already auto they corrected the other ones already. That's why it's great to be in an audio medium where there is no Exactly. I just spelling. say stuff. Yeah. Gotta get it. talk to type set up on my desktop here. <laughs> Increase well, those words per minute. <laughs> Greg, Greg and I are recording the audiobook version of our upcoming book. And I will say, mm-hmm. I did not know that how many words I just don't know how to pronounce or have mispronounced <laughs> my entire life. And I will, the little hot tip for writers, if there's even a slight chance of you reading the audio book version of your book, you probably will choose different words to write because I never would have put <laughs> half these words in there. Like, uh, like D&D spells that I've never said in my entire life. I now have mm. to like try to pronounce, but yeah. D&D words are 
D&D words are hard. Anytime I run something out of like a book and I see someone's name, I'm like, I don't know what that says. And it's Claire. It just call matter. her Claire. Just, yeah, I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They, they can't even, my players aren't looking at this book. It is, I can say any word right now. They'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're the dungeon master. You get to that's, look that up. That's why I've learned how to how to say uh, D and D words from listening to Reggie Watts on the Spell Jams mm. uh, thing. His whole thing about Zerixis space. I'm like, oh, that's how you say Zerixis. I would never <laughs> been oh, able to yes. put that together. But him repeating it in like a a, a comedic way was like, oh, <laughs> it gets in there. We should have him do our next pronunciation guide. We totally should. <laughs> Call oh my up. god! Yeah, just mm. weave this into your songs <laughs> and repeat <laughs> just make it. us a song. That's yeah. how kids used to learn back in my sure. day. We would yeah. repetition songs. That's how we learned multiplication. A, Let's get this B, schoolhouse C, rock. Yes, a D and D. We need a D and D schoolhouse oh, wow. rock. I think there are some animators out there uh, who would jump at that chance. Who owns the Schoolhouse Rock open source? Can anyone just do that? It can't be. Someone has to own it, right? That's funny because when we were talking about daylight savings before we started recording, Mm -hmm. I got that whole, I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only. (laughs) In my head as you were talking. And now Schoolhouse Rocks has come up again. Who knew? Who knew? So, yeah, we should make, uh, you know, D&D house rules rocks or something. Hey, listen, yeah. that's pretty good. House D&D rules and math rocks. D&D house rules rocks. Yeah. Oh, and math rocks. <laughs> Kids, take out your math rocks. <laughs> what that's how yeah, the right? song starts. Oh, with like oh, a... So, <laughs> this, by the end of this episode, we're going to have it done. <laughs> we'll get scripted. It'll be a writer's room to remember uh, um, speaking of animation, though, you have this really funny thing in here, which I have to uh, ask about. Uh, King of the Hill. Yes. And what, <laughs> what D&D class each of the characters would be? Yeah. So starting with just the Hill family. So Hank, Hank Bobby, and Peggy Hill. Yeah. Uh, Hank Hill would be a paladin. All right. Um, I don't. I don't not have subclasses, but I can pull up a list of subclasses if the people are interested. And <laughs> uh, in, in hearing that, I just have like base. This is like the class they would be. Maybe not necessarily play. Got it. Uh, I don't know if Hank would enjoy playing a paladin because it has a lot more rules with like magic. But I think Hank would be a paladin if dropped into a Dungeons Dragons Fifth Edition world. Totally. Uh, Bobby would be a bard. Easy, simple. Uh, <laughs> Peggy, Peggy, I had to spend some time with. And to my dismay, Peggy would be a wizard. Oh. Um, I don't think Peggy would be a great wizard. I think Peggy's the wizard mispronouncing her spells, who's adamant that this is how you say it. Oh, yeah. Oh, so shall and we? Is- <laughs> I relate. <laughs> I can't say the word S P H E R E. So yeah, it would be hard. Sphere is sphere. 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 I. All right. So this is Shelley is Peggy. I'm getting this. All right. Totally get it. I relate to you, Peggy. Um, the neighbors, Dale. Um, Dale. Dale will be a rogue. All right. Bill, Bill Dotrieve, would be a barbarian. 
Boomhauer, I also had to spend some time with. <laughs> <laughs> Boomhauer, I think, would be a ranger. Oh. Um, I, and mostly the like secret of nature, um, always showing up like when you least suspect it, but is always helpful. Unlike Dale the Rogue, who is always gone when you least suspect it and not helpful. Okay, I can see that distinction. Uh, Boomhauer is the one that's got the the, the mode of speech, right? They're like, nur, 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 nur. yeah. Like, Boomhauer is the like the uh, the funny speech and the like calm demeanor. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I thought barbarian at first for him, but I think I think you're right in that it would be uh, a hermit type of ranger on their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is what I think. Um, or, oh, Luann. Uh, Luan be a sorcerer. Um, because Luan just seems to have a knack for things always working out for her. <laughs> and uh, charisma. The charisma. A lot of charisma. People love her. Um, she's very personable. Um, but it's not so much like that way where Bobby is and like speaks other people's praises. Luan is pretty much about herself, which is she's earned it. Uh <laughs> oh, Khan and Men. Uh Khan and Men Sufanusaphone the last of the neighbors on rainy street would be both be warlocks to mm. Temple Samasong, who is the, <laughs> the guy they like idolize. It's amazing. I love that you like, I, I we're clearly calling this up from a document that you had put this. Yes. Down. I know. Like, there's been a lot of thought to this. Um, where, where did this come from? Where did this this uh, rabbit hole of trying to assign uh, classes? I really like D and D and King of the Hill, and that's it. That's really <laughs> it. I I love King of the Hill. I love D and D. Do you have any more of? Have you done this with any other TV shows? No, or book I've, characters or anything. Uh, no, I never have. I I guess in homebrew stuff, when I want to make a character inspired by something, I'll think mm. of like, well, what would they be? Uh, if it's like a like a home game um like i made i got really obsessed with the lupin show that was on netflix recently with omar sai omar sai is his name the french the french lupin show uh -huh. um and i was like oh what if i wanted to put this version of lupin into a game like how would i build it and i was like i was like rogue but like rogue how um and i made this <laughs> weird rogue. rogue how yeah like rogue bard very charismatic, like gentleman butler, your gentleman thief. Wow, butler, gentleman thief, uh, character that is like very charming, very charismatic. Is in this life mostly to like there's like something he wants to do, um, and he is just out to like do that in the least harmful way possible to like normal people. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you have a lot of money and you're corrupt, he's coming for you. Uh, if you're just like a person, he's going to try to minimize impact. He's not going to get you fired. He's not going to punch you. He's going to do least impact to like the lives of everyday people as possible. He's going to punch um, up. Punch mm -hmm. up. Don't punch down. I hear that. Do you think that's a, a interesting way to kind of make caricatures of your of your NPCs and then bring them more to life from there? Do you do that often where you try to you know, take inspiration from real uh, yeah. um, movies and TV and stuff like that? 
I usually do. Um, I do it for writing too. Any NPC I've made for like a book or something um, is probably a reference. If people find it or not, that's really fine. It's usually just for me. It just helps. It's a good like springboard if like totally. If I'm like they need a quest giver, uh, and it helps if it's not just like a blank slate. That's like my name is Capello. I am quest giver fifteen on this adventure. <laughs> uh, here's your quest. Why are you giving us this quest? That's a great question. You see, I'm giving you this quest because it's time to move the story along. <laughs> 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 so it helps that they have like a just like just a little bit of story. You don't need to don't. Don't write 15 page stories for your NPCs. You'll be sad when your players don't care about them. Uh, you'll, or you'll they just, care about the ones that you just meant to be Quest Giver 15. They and do. All of a sudden they're like, it we happens, love you, Quest Giver 15. Join my party. The first NPCs <laughs> my, char- my players encountered in that home game that's been going for six years were mm. two random bandits that were meant to be first mission, random bandits pillaging like carts on the countryside go take care like go deal with them either talk bring them back here like protect yourself like whatever you whatever that means to you but like we want them to stop doing it if that means you go and give them a bunch of money so they don't steal cool if that means you go and beat them up all right we don't care just deal with them they captured the two bandits they go back to the bandit camp they defeat (laughs) the bandit captain and they convince the two bandits to work for them. And they're like, oh, what are your names? Me. This is my second game ever <laughs> that I've ever run in my entire life. They didn't have names. They were two bandits. You're supposed to, they were two bandits. You're supposed to beat up and leave on the set. Like, they're supposed to be gone. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm like, Billiam and Sloan. Billiam and Sloan now oversee the character's homestead they were gifted in the last arc. Wow. <laughs> They have, they have been there been, for been six there. years. Oh they helped, they I had to give them like real stats besides bandits because like they helped they helped out in fights. Oh. They helped defeat like a like a like a big evil dude one time. I was like, they need they get to level up now, I guess, because they're <laughs> here. Up. That's amazing. Yeah, they went from no one to like I, they're like landowners. <laughs> Billiam <laughs> and Sloan. Yeah. <laughs> Billiam is such a good name. It is a very good name. I was, I was like, I need fantasy names quick. Not William. Bill is short for Will. Billiam. Uh, uh, and Sloan Sloan's a Peterson name. from yeah. from Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that it yeah. kind of sounds like a like a like a lawyer firm too. Like yes. <laughs> the services of Billiam and Sloan. The partners at Billiam and Sloan. L-L-D. Call today. Yeah. So it's always them. So that's why every NPC gets a one sheet name, some drives in case they ask. Like just if they don't ask, fine. If they do ask, I have it, and it's always a reference to something else. That's great. I love. I mean, see, and that's why some DM tools that are just lists of names are the best thing in the world because you're like all right well i don't have time to come up with everything on the fly and if sometimes on the fly they're not as good as billiam and sloan um (laughs) but you know it's just a a dice roll away it's super fun there's a super great yeah Yeah. and that then i think is working as intended like i think have the idea have them be bandits whatever that's all the that's all the bullet point needs and then if 
player agency means that they want to learn more about them. All right, we're building mm-hmm. on on it together. Mm-hmm. That's, it's that's a fun part of the nature of it. Co-op storytelling because I never would have made a story for those people. I came up with a backstory. They had like gotten roped into being bandits and they didn't want to. Like I came up with a, Sloan was like a linguist, like but I wouldn't have done that. They would have just been two nameless bandits. Uh, right. And it opened my eyes a lot to like don't make don't make people just like nameless things for your players to go be aggressive at um it's either before a reason like they this is an evil person that we've tried every trick in the book to be like could you stop being evil and they are just committing atrocities so so you know you can conjure fireballs uh so we <laughs> called you or it's like you know they're billiam and sloan and they're like i got i <laughs> I was just a guy and this bandit showed up and he stole my, he stole all my stuff. He took the deed to my house and I worked for him, I guess. Cause I was a linguist and I was like a bank teller. So I can't, I can't really fight. <laughs> <laughs> but they can be the protocol droids to help run yeah. your, uh, to help run your homestead for you. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I do too. I'd like, I'd like to hear more about your game design work as well. I mean, I think we're getting a taste for uh, some of your, <laughs> your grand ideas. But what about, what about some of the work that you've, you've published? So, ooh, published. So I have... Or that you're working on, things that you're yeah, designing. I, so I'm, doing, I'm doing some design work for MCDM. Nice. Uh, that's Love 5e them. stuff. Um, I don't, the hard part when you do stuff for publishers, I'm like, I don't know when that's going to be out. I don't know when I can say, <laughs> I know I can say I did that because I asked them before this. I was like, can I say I'm working with you? And they're like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> that email just says yes and not anything more. All right. Uh, yes. That's all we need to know. So I'm doing that. Um, I've done some stuff in NPC guides, uh, both the uh, rumors, br- the rumors ledger. Or no, what is it? Rumor broker, rumor broker, ledger of names. That's what it's called. Oh, this is oh, perfectly. Oh, very cool. Ah, you know, are Billiam right? and Sloan in there? They are not. I mean, maybe one day. Yeah, I made two NPCs for that, um, and that's like vaguely five E stuff. I worked on the case that just wrapped up a little bit ago. Uh, Anansi's tapestry of stories. Oh, yeah, that um, was so cool. Yeah, that uh, they got voice actors, and I mean, I'm excited to see who voices my character I made because <laughs> it's kind of cool to fun. make that. Yeah, you, you, it's a bunch of NPCs, and then people. The Kickstarter's done. I think they're doing a backer kit again. I'm not the publisher. Um, the publishers be never ending. Um, so I, I think they're doing a backer kit thing where you can late back it. Um, but all the NPCs will have like a voice actor. You can like play the voice at the table. That's so great. It's like a whole whole cool thing. I made an NPC for that. That's five E. I worked on Demos Academy with Banana Chan. That's not 5e, mm-hmm. but it is fun. It's uh, you, your adults going back to your haunted boarding school. Ah. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm on a lot of stuff that is NDA at the moment. Very cool. Look for exciting things. I think when the New Year rolls around, I was told one of them will get announced. Okay. Um, but that's a lot of my like published stuff that I can think of the hard part I always have is like thinking of things. So I was writing stuff before I was like in this space and I vaguely gestured to like tabletop. (laughs) Um, I did a lot of like indie stuff that I forget the name of or forget when I'm thinking on the fly. Um, But none of it was like things I'm doing now, which has been very 
rewarding and very fun. Not that that stuff wasn't fun. That stuff was very rewarding, very fun. And I wouldn't be here without doing that. But um, you get higher word counts when you get into like bigger projects. And that, yeah. that's, that's its own fun too. You leveled up. A, exactly. Exactly that. I love um, that. And that's, the, I mean, that's, the, I like what you said, the circling back to what you said earlier about if you're creating homebrew stuff, you're a game designer. Uh, yeah. You know, because then that's, it's really it. Like you, that's how people get their experience and their chops up and, and having the audience of, you know, four or five people around a table. And then yeah. you're just expanding that, but making it codified and, and, and down into something that people can download. And then you got a little bit mm-hmm. of a bigger audience, you know, maybe it's yeah, exactly. a couple of dozen people to start and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But then it, it grows and, and levels up from there. And I think you're, you know, you're at that cusp of a point where, you know, if, if I can glean from what you're talking about, they're like, oh yeah, there's a couple of other bigger things on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, and so you're on that, <laughs> you're going to go from those, you know, first few levels uh, uh, to that mid tier. That's super fun mm-hmm. as both a, yeah. a uh, RPG player and a game designer. Yeah. It's been really fun. It's been fun working in, I've done a lot, I've done stuff for like some systems that are coming out soon. Emerald Templars, all the, yeah, all the witches mm-hmm. um and those are both coming out next emma templars is wrapped and it's coming out next year Sweet. all the witches the project is the kickstarter is sometime next year um i'm on kids and capes which is a kids and bike system oh yeah ah cute uh that's that's been a lot of fun but i am excited i do i enjoy the framework of 5e i am someone who like when i play I it's it is I will I'll be honest it is not easy to like get to the level of mastery that people think they want to have for 5e like if you've like mastered simpler systems like 5e will be harder but I'm someone that once I get there I'm like well now I know what I can do yeah I have a harder time with systems sometimes that are like just roll a d6 and see what happens I'm like yeah but what can I do and they're like anything and I was like no I need like you need guardrails like, uh-huh. what, what can I do? And then whose turn is it? And, like, what can I do? It's like, anyone's. And then I just end up sitting because I'm like, I don't want to interrupt. And, you know, we're all just kind of sitting. Like, so yeah, I enjoy, like, here's what you can do. Here's when you can do it. Here's how you can do it. Like, that is helpful for me. Um, Because then it's fun figuring out, like, okay, but, like, how could I do it cooler? Like, what, how does this interact with that? Um, what are some, I love making fun, wacky builds. Uh, I made <laughs> a character who could not die. Um, <laughs> I want I want that character. It, so you want to go? Uh, you want a <laughs> character of the unrelenting? When they drop to zero HP, they drop to one instead of the first time. Okay. Then you pick up the shadow sorcerer. Just I think you just need one level in it, one or two. Which is also if you could die, you can make Constitution saving throw instead and not die and have one HP. It increases each time you use it by five. I think the DC goes up. Uh and then you pick up the, uh, so I have to s- disclaimer, I hate the name of the subclass, the fighter samurai subclass. I, I don't like calling it that. It, f- it makes me feel icky personally. But the okay. fighter samurai subclass has an ability where uh, when you would die, you can immediately, interrupting the turn that's currently happening, interrupt that turn and take a full turn, which includes your fighter second wind or anything like that. So that can also help you stay up. Wow. Um, and you just uh, you just keep on trucking. You just put on a high con, because um, you don't you don't you don't need to hit if you're just not. Listen, I can't die, so you will die. like I will beat you. 
over time. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's just that Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange one when you just keep showing up, you're like, hi again. And the <laughs> big bad is like, please, for the love of God, leave me. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of this time loop. I see. Yeah. yeah exactly. There's a theme here. <laughs> yeah, there is. I was just going to say, yeah. we opened with a time. And- oh, that's so cool. I love that build. Yeah. Because you're right. There's like three different avenues for, for not being able to be killed at each right. moment. Listen, I just need them to give me a feat, and I'll throw that in too. <laughs> soon, like soon, you'll get one from uh, from all the one D and D playtests out there. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. I'll just every one D and D feedback I give a feat for if you're gonna die, you don't <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't have sinister plans. It's okay. That's no. great as a player, but then uh, you know when you're DMing and someone rolls that build against you, what would you do? Oh, it's great. I'm, you can't. Okay, let's see. You you said that. That's cute. That's fun. Really. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's try it. That's cute. Mm, mm. We're you, just try. Throws, you just throw a really creepy big bad at them that is like, uh, like something like Joker level. That's like, oh, this is hilarious. Then this is this is the most fun I'm going to have in my entire life. Uh, that won't get tired of fighting someone who gets back up constantly. <laughs> Who has a bil- an ability? Here, this is my game designer brain. Where you're like, yeah, he has an ability that if you uh, use a power that would restore you from zero hit points to one hit points, something happens, right? So uh, like, right, yeah, like so that right. one of your those, party members dies, right? Somebody, one of your other party members dies. Die. Someone, someone's going. Down, someone's got to die if you choose to use this Listen, power. Yeah, yeah, you throw in a like a uh, or an innocent townsperson. Could you be Billum. some sort of Billum, being <laughs> some sort of reaper, some sort of being of like uh, death and balance. It's like, listen, you've gotten up three times, <laughs> and so I I need three bodies, and I person like this guy's like I don't care who, right? You can't be one coming of them, with me, <laughs> but we're taking. I'm get. I am picking up two more on the way out of here. Uh, that's so creepy that just gave me goosebumps Ooh. yeah just, I'm picking just something up on the yeah. way out my favorite can't canonical like D&D god is the Raven Queen so mm. I always do something cool and spooky not sp- cool and like satisfying to me for like overseers of the afterlife that are like listen this isn't personal these are literally just the rules um so help me help you. <laughs> what? A, how do you want to play this? Because you can get back up, but these. This is this is the rule. I wrote it down right here in this book. Um, who would you like me to pick up instead? I don't care who. It just has to be someone. I love that. Uh, oh, that's and then they good. can use it to their advantage. We're like, oh yeah, but the big yeah. bad guy, uh, you know, the okay. band, the bandit king, take him instead. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Pay or the price. Random. Oh, that's so fun. What a great story. Well, I love. I mean. This kind of turned into uh, uh, all types of uh, inspiration <laughs> generation, uh, you know, story generation stuff. Uh, so thank you for that. I love that, Austin. Um, if people wanted to follow along all the stuff you're doing, as well as, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your game design work to your streaming work to, to anything, where, where can they follow along? You can follow along over on Twitter at Sailor School Austin. It's at Sailor SCT Austin because Twitter personally hates me and won't give me the extra two characters to figure out the word scout. <laughs> Sailor okay. Scout Austin. Okay, that's what that's where that came from. Yeah, it's Sailor SCT 
I dropped the vowels because that's like a thing, right? You drop the vowels and people like fill in the vowels, but you can put a lot of vowels in SCT. Yeah. I've also recently had someone read it as Sailor SCT. <laughs> and I was like, that's new. That is literally <laughs> what it says. Very literal. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's exciting. Um, um You know, we'll see how long Twitter lasts, but. Yeah, I was like Twitter hates everybody as of, right now. Don't as of this <laughs> as of this recording, you can find me over on Twitter at Sailor Scott Austin. After this recording, we'll see. That's a that's a great question. Um hopefully it's still there. If not, it's Austin Taylor. You can find my game. <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe maybe the, the goddess of death will uh ask us to take down yeah i gotta get this website done <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh well it's been Good awesome motivation. chatting with you thank you so much for being on here uh Austin, thank you for having me on here this was great Aww. i feel so inspired as always uh i want to go and, <laughs> and and be in his world that's all about uh the, the time stoppage this is the time loop and don't you feel like like Austin is a friend? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm I'm like the, like as the interview was going, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see why that's part of your title. I just feel very comforted and happy and inspired in Austin's presence. He's that got some friend energy for sure. Uh, loved it. So uh, follow all the stuff that they are doing on. Uh, Transplaner, Mind and the Martyr, not Marty, and uh, Strix You, <laughs> and check it all out. Good stuff. Um, and speaking of which, if you want to follow us, I am at Greg Tito on Twitter for now and uh, at Greg <laughs> underscore Tito on Instagram also for now. Uh, follow us along there for all of our updates on what's going on with Welcome to Dragon Talk as well as uh, for me, I have a podcast called uh, Re-Engage about uh, the next generation and going episode by episode through there and a short film that I uh, have been producing you know, in my spare time over the last mm. few months. Just a little something. Just a little something, something. Well, you can follow me at Shelly Moo on Twitter and Instagram. And maybe, I don't know, you'll find something fun and exciting there too. <laughs> you <laughs> totally will. Film. So many Not great a short stuff. film, but something. And uh, as we said, we know we're coming up on holiday season. Welcome to Dragon Talk is a fantastic gift for anyone who's D&D curious in your life. Would love to give a shout out there. And then, of course, get everybody going on and listening to all of our weekly podcast episodes as they drop here. Like and subscribe. Uh, give us some reviews. We're always looking to get more visibility on this podcast itself. So, you know, do us a solid as we get here towards the holiday season. Yeah. And you know what? Treat yourself. Get Treat yourself yourself. a copy. Of Welcome to Dragon Talk. You deserve it. You've been listening to this podcast. Now you can read about this podcast. <laughs> and then gift it to your friends. <laughs> and then talk about and then the talk about, about the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> about the game, which about we're about to, get, to play. <laughs> Drucky Two Shoes is in the Radiant Citadel. Well, she boy. has been asked to look into something going on. With one of the worlds, one of the civilizations, uh, the founding civilizations of this settlement that has been lost. And your guide, the speaker, Shaila, has been uh, uh, trying to get you interested in doing more here. And right. the um, uh, incarnates are there in front of you uh, and ask you to uh, to do this. Uh-huh. 
Yes. So yeah, you're in you're in this amazing uh, preserve of the ancients. There's greenery all around you. Uh, you have a blade in front of you that still has um, uh, foliage and and wood that you were using to cut through uh, at some point. And um, they are asking you, what do you what do you intend to do? What do you what do you uh, offer us uh, for entrance into this citadel? Do I have anything? Do I have anything in my pockets? <laughs> uh, What's I on your character you, sheet? I yeah I uh, <laughs> unfortunately I don't really fill that stuff out. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I'm not giving up that. I give you this bedroll. <laughs> One of the speakers uh, comes forward, and uh, they are a uh, a male human um, with uh, uh, darkish skin who accepts this bedroll and just looks at Shola and says, "What is it with this Joker? How dare they insult the council in such this way?" And the incarnates here, they are waiting to hear of an, uh, a legitimate offer. Are you trying to say that this roll of fluff and fabric is worth your, your admittance into this glorious citadel? This bedroll has offered me a lifetime of comfort. <laughs> this bedroll has healed me for a long rest and a short rest. This bedroll has seen the dreams of a young Young Tabaxi in search of her brother, Daryl Two Shoes. Did I mention his name? Daryl Two Shoes, Tabaxi, brother of Drunky Two Shoes. Maybe you have some explaining and offering to do to me, young sir. <laughs> Why don't you roll me a uh, oh, persuasion <laughs> check Oops, with that, me. and I'll give you advantage because that was uh, that was pretty heartfelt. Uh, 18. 18. All right. You beat it. Um, so he said, oh, 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 he kind of turns away. Uh, but one of the other, uh, and, and kind of, you know, dismisses and throws the bedroll down. But one of the other speakers, uh, comes and picks it up. Uh, and she says, I remember the stories my family has told of the cat like people who used to be such a vital part of this community. Really? Yes, I do. Here, can you? You may take this bedroll back, for you may need it on your journeys when you go and find out more about what happened and bring the tabaxis back. I take the bedroll, and then I pull out one day of rations. <laughs> <laughs> and I put them in her palm and put my furry little cat paw over her palm, and I say, "Thank you, thank you." I would love to hear these stories. Come. And she uh, invites you to walk with her. And we'll take it up again soon. That's really beautiful. So you're going to walk through this preserve and maybe find out some more backstory as soon as I come up with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you already have it all planned out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, L.A. Thank you. 